The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Mark Henry, and Bully Ray talk about what else, what everyone is talking about, and that's Vince McMahon back in the WWE and a potential sale of the WWE. Also, speaking of Bully. Bully has an emergency. Exactly what it is? Well, you'll have to listen to the Busted Open Podcast. You know, we could talk about what happened on SmackDown on Friday, what happened on Rampage. We're getting ready uh, for a big impact pay-per-view that's taking place on Friday, Hard to Kill, which uh, our very own Bully Ray is going after the Impact World Championship. Sold out. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'll be there. I'm really looking forward to it. Our very own Mickey James career versus Wish title against Jordan Grace. But, but Mark, and I believe we do have Bully. Bully, good morning to you. Um, What's happening? Um, when it comes to the WWE and Vince McMahon right now, I mean, I kind of think this is what everyone is talking about because it is Vince McMahon and it is the WWE. And I think the perception of the WWE that like Vince McMahon was going to be in control of the WWE till the day he passed. Like he was like, you know, bully always used to say they would have to take this company from his cold dead hands at some point. And then most likely it would go to Stephanie or Shane or, you know, it would, it would go down the McMahon family. Like, you know, as we saw with Vince McMahon senior going on to the Vince McMahon that we know today down to the children that we have, we have seen grow up in front of our eyes, and at some point they were going to be in charge of this company. But I think it's been a cold splash of water over the last few days that most likely that is not going to happen. And Vince McMahon steps away. Stephanie and Nick Khan are in charge. Triple H is back in charge of creative. And there were rumbling guys, and I'm just doing a, a quick recap before we dive into Obviously, Mark, your opinion about what's going on. Bully, your opinion about what's going on. What's the future of this company potentially going to be? You know, Vince McMahon steps down. You know, all the accusations that were out there against Vince McMahon. He steps down. And then we start hearing rumblings about a month ago that he felt like he got some bad advice and that he should never have stepped down. The board of directors vote unanimously that 
they don't want Vince McMahon back in the fold. That board of directors includes Nick Khan and Stephanie McMahon and Triple H. Uh, on Friday, this past, I'm sorry, this past Thursday, Vince McMahon sends out his own press release saying that, hey, I'm the majority shareholder and I want back in and I will not approve any kind of content or TV rights being sold and I will not you know, approve a potential sale of the company unless I'm involved back into the WWE. And he also wanted two people, uh, Michelle Wilson and George Barrows, that were let go back in 2020 to be back a a part of the board of directors. And then we've seen over the course of these last few days them come back into the fold Three people of the board board of directors removed and also two people on the board of directors resigning because Vince McMahon is back. And as of Friday, this past Friday, Vince McMahon officially back in the fold of the WWE. Now, over the weekend, since we've been on the air, CNBC has reported that the WWE has hired J.P. Morgan to advise them on a sale. And that a sale would likely happen probably mid-2023. So something over the next three to six months, there is going to be some kind of negotiations or sale of the WWE. So I want to get both your guys' opinion. But Bully, I'll start with you before we get to Mark. When you look at the potential sale of the WWE, is this something, you know, you've been a part of the WWE. You know, we've talked about this a lot. Is this something that you ever thought? was going to happen. I mean, when you think about this 20 years ago, you would never see it happening, never think about it happening. Why would they ever sell? You brought up the comment about prying it from my cold, dead hands. That's basically what Vince said during a WrestleMania meeting years and years ago when a bad idea uh, was presented to him, or at least when Vince, what Vince thought was a bad idea. And he was, uh, he went on record to say that you people can have this company when you pry it from my cold, dead hands. Vince McMahon took something that his dad and his grandfather had created and turned it into a global entertainment empire that competes with the likes of uh, Disney, the NFL, Major League Baseball, anything and everything when it comes to the world of entertainment the WWE competes in. And this was all Vince's vision. This is what Vince perceived and wanted uh, world wrestling entertainment to be. There is no way in hell anybody is going to get over on Vince or in Vince's eyes get over on Vince, nor is he going to let this, you know, behemoth that he created go on without him. And if it is going to go on without him, he's going to have the final say on who it is sold to or whose hands it is left into. Dave, I become so desensitized to what goes on in the world of pro wrestling that nothing shocks me anymore in wrestling. Okay. Vince stepping away because of the allegations and the payments that he made to women. I told you on air that this thing is going away quickly and not a lot of people quote unquote care about it. 
And you um, uh, you were of the opposite opinion that, no, it is a big deal. And it went away relatively quickly and nobody talked about it. And, the, you know, the creative was handed over to Triple H and it's kind of been business as usual. Now Vince believes that, hey, I got some bad advice. I shouldn't have stepped away. Now I'm coming back and I'm going to do something bigger than coming back and just stepping into my old, you know, my old role. I'm going to come back and I'm going to sell the company. It's it's almost as if his if you look at it on the surface, it's almost as if he's going, I'll show you. I, I Don't mean, ever yeah. forget who's in charge and who's running this joint. Well, you know, and now I want to throw to you, Mark, your thoughts. Cause you're a part of the WWE uh for over two decades. A lot of people looked at you as a, potentially a lifer when it came to the world of the WWE. That was the world that you know and knew for so long. So when you look at this this news. And let's face it, this is something that's going to be a theme probably throughout the show is that, you know, a world of the WWE without a McMahon in charge. I don't think anybody ever really thought that. And that might be even the the deeper issue when we have this discussion today, Bully and Mark. But for Mark, for you, did you think that this day would ever come? To answer your question, Dave, no. I thought it would be just what you said. Vince McMahon got it from his father that Shane and Stephanie and Hunter would inherit it uh, from him when he left here. And when, and when I say that, the cold, dead hands uh, is the thing that pops to mind because I just knew he would never relinquish power. But never say never. But the big, you know, there's another, there's another line of thought here, Dave. Yep that I don't know if anybody said anything about yet. Vince McMahon is back. Does that derail what Triple H has been doing? He brought basically the every everything that, that Vince put the kibosh on, Triple H brought it back. So what happens now? Well, I does mean, Vince, but that's it. Vince, I think, but there was... But but is, is the company really any different? When you put the WWE under a microscope from the day Vince stepped down until right now under Vince's, Triple H's creative uh, regime, is there anything that drastically different? Yeah, we can look at certain matches or certain moments that have been created that we can go, oh, wow, this is great because this is Hunter stuff, but... What is so drastically different? What well, is so I wanna... drastically different about creative or the show or, or anything? I, I see a lot of business as usual with some of Hunter's influence or creativity peppered in. Well, I think there, there's two discuss like the, Mark, what you brought in with the creative side of things. But then there's also within the structure of the WWE, maybe morale of employees or what the direction they thought that this company was going to go in. I think those are two separate, different discussions. But go ahead, Mark. They they brought back um, Hit Row. They brought back um, several other major NXT former major players. They have really changed the way Austin Theory looks. Like, I mean, there's there's been some drastic changes. 
But and if you if you've listened to some of the, the the and this is just internet scuttlebutt, so I put no, I'm not putting any um, uh, credence into this, but it doesn't seem like the people that or the majority of the people that Hunter has brought back, they're not exactly ecstatic about how these people have been getting over. I agree that yes, he brought back a shitload of people that he created in NXT that Vince got rid of. But Austin Theory is a good example of somebody who's doing better. But I don't really see a lot of the people who he brought back doing any better than they were when Vince got rid of them. Well, I mean, but but oh, go ahead, Mark. The 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 whole point of it is that they did bring them back, that they did change some things, and now. All of the old regime guys are like, oh, shit, we're back. But I, I don't think that's necessarily true because I don't know if if Vince is going to throw himself back into the day-to-day rigors of trying to establish the culture of what the WWE is. He is in, he's, his, he's got bigger fish to fry. I think that selling, selling the company – and establish himself in the office is more, it supersedes um, the day-to-day rigors of pro wrestling. And listen, anything can change, but I think you're 100% right, Mark. I don't think this is going to affect creative at all. Vince McMahon, at least not, not right from now. everything that he said, isn't going to take part in anything of that creative process. So I think a lot of fans, to your point, Bully, a lot of fans worry because as soon as they they heard that Vince McMahon was back, they thought he was going to be back in the day-to-day activities, including creative. But that doesn't seem to be the case. And, and honestly, that might be a mute point come six months once this company and if this company is sold when it comes to the creative process in the WWE. Because I don't know how, how much influence Vince McMahon is going to have once this company is sold. I think he just wants to be part of the sale process over the next three to six months. Uh, I am agreeing with that point that I don't believe Vince is coming back to be a part of creative, go sit in his chair in the office or anything like that. He came back for a reason. And that reason is because he thinks he strengthens the position of the company for a sale. My point was market said, you know, bringing all these people back and things are, you know, so much better or so much different. And when I, we've had this discussion, Dave, how much, how, how much of this is really that different, or that much better. I think people are enamored or enjoy the narrative of Triple H's version of the WWE is so much better than when Vince was around, but it's not like something drastic has happened. It's not like we've seen this company, you know, go, you know, take on a completely different direction and go through the stratosphere now that Triple H is involved. And we did say that that was going to take time and he's still, it's only been what? Not even six months. It was it was in July. Okay, so around six or seven months. So, but I don't see a drastic difference. I do see b- bits of things that you can go. That's definitely Triple H right there, or that's Triple H's version of create. That's his creative team. But I don't see that huge difference. I don't see the difference of when Vince McMahon came on TV and whatever it was, 97 or 98, and said, we're taking this company a completely different and in a completely different direction. And then all of a sudden, boom, the attitude era was invented. And you saw a, a, a vast 
uh, departure from the cartoon version of the WWE to the, you know, the stone cold, uh, you know, Steve Austin esque era of the WWE. Well, that's the creative side. And again, the creative side as of right now, I don't think it's going to change regardless. Anyway, triple H is going to be in charge of creative. And I don't think Vince McMahon is really going to have an influence on that. But Mark and bully. One thing we definitely know is that once triple H became in charge of creative, the attitude and morale from everything we hear was completely different within the walls of the WWE. A lot of people who had left the WWE, we started hearing stories about them now wanting to come back to the WWE because Vince McMahon was no longer there. And I'm wondering if that's going to change because think about it. If there is, if you were a wrestler that was a Triple H wrestler that you know that you went up through the, the you know through NXT, you know you had Triple H by your side advising you, and then you went to the main roster, and we saw this a lot, where then you would go to the main roster, and Vince McMahon wouldn't see the same things that Triple H saw in you, and then you had an opportunity to leave, or you were let go, and then you went to say a company like AEW, a lot of those wrestlers like hmm. Maybe once my contract is over with AEW, I want to might jump back to the WWE. I don't know if people have that same attitude anymore because, number one, Vince McMahon is back in the fold. And the other thing is is that there's a potential sale on the horizon. So who knows if we're going to see the same structure within the WWE that we're seeing right now. Who knows? A new a new owner may come in, a new company may come in and say, man, this roster's too big. And they may cut the roster. There, there's a lot of question marks when you look at the WWE right now. Or bring somebody back. Now, I know Bully knows where I'm going with this. Why 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 bring why not bring Mandy Rose back? Or I mean, well, that, that that could happen once something is brought, brought brought to attention. We don't know what the direction of the company would be under new ownership. I mean, you could bring anybody you want back. I don't think it's going to matter um, that much anymore as far as where the company goes. It's all about the WWE and those three letters as opposed to any individual wrestler anymore. We know that, and this might be this might be as cut and dry as, okay, I'm Vince McMahon. I'm back. Hunter, Stephanie, run this place any way you want to run it, and I'm back to sell it. So you do what you need to do to continue to run it, to make money and continue with your vision, and you do everything that you want the way you want it to do, but know this, I'm back to sell my company and get a gazillion dollars for it. Yeah, I, so I mean, I'm not going to step on your toes. You're not going to step on mine because you can't step on mine. But just know what my intentions are. You always thought that there would be a McMahon in charge, you know, yeah. and there could be a world of the WWE that you know where there isn't a, a McMahon in charge. Well, necessarily in charge now. I've changed my thought process on it. Uh, I think that there should and that there will be a McMahon on the helm uh, as an advisory council. Um, But I do not think that uh, that person will have power if you make a sale. Because in what world do you sell a company and the people that owned it before still are in power? Nowhere. It never happens. 
So I, I, I would think that there would be an advisory <clears throat> to let everybody know that wrestling is going to still exist with a McMahon uh, in, in the framework of the business. And 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 bully that that one person that more and I agree with Mark if there if a company is going to buy you know the WWE they're not going to be like well Vince you're still in charge like this is still no that's that, that's no. not the way business goes the person who might still have a big stronghold in the WWE may be Triple H being in charge of yeah. creative because they probably don't. They're not going to mess with the structure within the organization as far as what you see on TV, at least potentially to start. But it's really going to be those CEOs. Yeah, those CEOs and CFOs that are going to probably be more affected. But you said something bully. And when you it, it first came out of your mouth, I disagreed. But the more I think about it, the more I think you're right. And that is that you do get desensitized. Like... If we would have been having a conversation 10, 15 years ago about what we're talking about today, I would be like, no way. That's like that's the biggest news in the history of pro wrestling. My God, that, you know, we might see the end of the McMahon regime. But like as we're talking about it right now, it it doesn't seem as monumental as what I would have thought 10, 15, maybe even 20 years ago. Businesses get bought and sold every time. Why should the WWE be any different? How many huge businesses and company and companies has Disney bought, acquired? We hear about these mergers or these sales or the the acquisitions in entertainment all the time. Why should the WWE be any different? Why? Because we're all in the wrestling business. To be quite honest, I don't give a shit if the WWE is sold. <clears throat> How how does it really affect me? I don't work for the WWE right now. I, I do some stuff with them, you know, on an independent contractor basis. And maybe if the company is sold, I'll be the new CEO of the company. Who the hell knows? Maybe Mark will be the new CEO of the company. We don't know. It's like, it's so out of our hands. Yes. Like, it's and and for employees of the company, especially wrestlers, wrestlers will probably think this to death. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? What if what if Vince comes back and he's in charge of creative? Or what if Vince sells the company and if they do sell the company? Then who am I working with? Man, you can't do a damn thing about anything right now except go out there and perform. You are the entertainer. You go to the ring and you entertain the masses and as long as you can keep yourself over and do the job you're supposed to do you'll most likely have a job but all this other stuff like i when you talk about the word desensitized i really am I, the wwe's for sale okay and i think they might not be in charge okay the best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. 
to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This is Adam Shine, host of the Adam Shine Podcast. Here to tell you, you can listen to my podcast all year round. I'll give you my NFL picks against the spread, give you fantasy advice all season long, while being joined by the best guests in all of sports. He's Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. This is what I expect. You know, I expect to play well every year. We release episodes of the Adam Shine Podcast every week. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. The Adam Shine Podcast. Bully had a case of the R's. So we're going to get to the The thumbs up, thumbs down in just a second because it was a concept that he brought up. So I don't want to, like, you know, jump to that. Do it without him. Yeah. He'll bitch and moan and complain (laughs) to the hell's highest towers. If If we did that and he was not a part of it, he'd be. Can you imagine? Should we do it? Should we do no, it just for the shit? No, no. We'll do it at 11 o'clock. We'll do it at the top of the hour, 11 a.m. Eastern time. We'll do the thumbs up, thumbs down. Okay. He's got a case of the R's. And that's like the worst thing that you can have is like the R. Like, you know, you're doing it's better the show. Than, it's better than that famous Texas fullback. The <laughs> he doesn't have the blah. He's got the R. You know, you got to run, got to run, got to run to that bathroom. Oh, boy. Yikes. Poor bully. We're it sounds like a, a, we, we have to have a commercial and, or ad for uh, something stomach comforting. You know, Imodium, Pepto-Bismol. Yeah. <laughs> One of you guys step up. We have a, a fan base that eats. Things that they probably shouldn't eat. That's right. All the time. That's I'm I'm one of so those. So when people. you have the R's, R, take this product. <laughs> Paul, insert Paul just, insert product. Paul, our producer just said something. It's a shitty time to be bully. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that poor guy. We're making fun of him. People are pulling over their cars right now. You can't drive and laugh like this. I know I can't. My eyes close when I laugh. Oh, I got but, these real meaty eye gimmicks. <laughs> cheekbones. There you go. That's what you call. That's one of the worst things is when you're in the car and you get a case of the R's. Have you oh, ever got a case man. of the, like you're in the car and you're like, can I make it home? But then you then you wind up like pulling over and go into like a Burger King bathroom, which is one of the most disgusting things on the face of the earth. Dave, no, worse no than a Burger King there. bathroom. Go ahead. I pulled over and went to a gas station that had one of the outdoor bathrooms. Ugh. And and it and the light was broken, <laughs> so I had to leave the door open crack halfway. <laughs> So I can see if there was any snakes or spiders in there. Are you talking about like a porta potty, like one of those porta potties? No, 
I'm talking about an old school gas station that you got to walk outside, go inside, get the key, and then go outside, and the gas station is on the outside of the gas station. That's what I ended up stopping at. That's pretty disgusting. And Dave, I'm talking about, <laughs> man, I'm holding the doorknob and sitting on the toilet at the same time. That's how close the door <laughs> was to the toilet. Because I couldn't not let the doorknob go because somebody might have fully came inside the restroom. It was bad, Dave. It was, <laughs> you, you know, you ever seen that that book, A Horrible, No Good, Good for Nothing Day or whatever it was? That was mine. That's bad. That was mine. That's was bad. bad. I was- if you top that. Then I, I, hey, I gotta be like, wow, I feel bad for you. That's that's really bad. But there was one time I got a case of the R's. I was like, and you know, I was driving. I did the Burger King bathroom, and I was in there, and it was bad. And then somebody tried to come into the bathroom, and they were like knocking, oh. and I was like, and I was like, man, this is bad on many levels. One, this person's gonna have to wait a while, and then when they come in, it's not gonna be pleasant. So it was actually not as bad for me as the person that was about to enter the bathroom after I was done. Oh, and that's man. and and Bully is experiencing that right now as we speak. He's got a really bad case of the R's. As Paul said, this is a shitty time to be Bully. And we're <laughs> filling time because I was hoping he'd be back by now. But he's not. So you know what? Let's go out to the Busted Open Nation. Let's go out to Jesse in El Paso. What's going on, Jesse? Hello, good morning, guys. Enjoying the show. Great morning. Great talk. Uh, Thank you. This is basically for, for you, Dave. Uh, basically, uh, as fans of fans, we're comparing. Uh, I had a Friday night. Uh, I went out with my friends, uh, had some beers. Where, and they're all complaining about the Vince McMahon coming back, the whole thing. And they're like, oh, what a shitty time to be carrying cross, all these guys, blah, blah, blah. And I'll tell them, like, well, what's so important about them right now? And they're like, well, they're back in the business. They're like, yeah, but what's important about them right now? What are they doing? And I was like, actually, um, What's the most important storylines right now, which is um, the whole, um, what's it called, the Judgment Day. That was an example. It came with Vince McMahon, and now they're the biggest things right now. Dominic Mysterio, everybody's complaining about that guy. Look at him right now. Look at, um, um, what's his name, uh, Austin Theory. He's a Vince McMahon guy, established, and now he's a big time. I was like, look at Seth Rollins. Look at the whole Cody when he comes back and he goes big. I was giving all the examples of people back then before Vince McMahon compared to the guys that Triple H has came back. I even said, look at Bailey. He came back with the... Triple H, and everybody's complaining about the whole um, with Bailey and the establishment. I was like, the only thing, good thing right now that Triple H is coming back is the whole uh, Selena Vega and that thing because it's brand new, they're stars, and nobody knows who really they are. Well, and you know we're not attacking WWE, right? No, I'm just telling you what, uh, what when my friends had a, an argument, not an argument, we were talking about it on the, on the whole on that, that Friday yeah. night. All right, well, and, and, and Jesse, and, and, and we are going to get into this in more detail at 11 a.m. because we are going to talk about the wrestlers that were brought back under this new Triple H regime, and we're going to give the thumbs up and thumbs down. But you said that your friend said, and I, dis- I, I disagree, though, that your friend said it's a shitty time to be a fan of the WWE. Speaking of shitty times, Bully, are you good? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm better. <laughs> We just want to make sure you're okay, because uh, that, when that when that when that that R when that R happens, man, there's there's nothing you could there's nothing you can do, man. There is nothing nope. you can do. Just there submit. Is nothing you can do. Just submit. <laughs> 
Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.